What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of All Things Super. I am one of your hosts, Spider, and I am joined by Mr. VIP, Frankie Washington. How are you doing today, sir? I am infinitely awesome, sir. It's like the X Games around this damn thing. We are here again. Your favorite part of whenever you're watching this on your favorite platform, whatever you're watching it on, it's us. It is the us. All Things Super Team. Dun, da, da, da. We need them rings like the Wonder Twins. <laughs> we could be like the Green Lantern Corps. Okay, I'm, I'm down have, with that. Have, have to recite something. Whatever our mantra is, our chant. I don't know. Is it super? <laughs> That's really there, there you go. That's it. Is it? <laughs> it was like they're the weirdest superheroes right. ever. Like, is it super? <laughs> like, oh my god! This I'm changing my ways and not rob banks anymore. But if you don't know, this is all things super. Where every week we take a piece of superpowered movie, TV, even trailers. We watch them, we react to them, we review them, we break them down, and we answer the question: Is it super? Is it super? Is it? Is it? We don't is know. It? We will find so out. Is That is the million dollar question. But if you like that, go ahead, subscribe to the channel, click the bell so you can be notified when we have new episodes that come out. If you want the audio version of the podcast, just search for All Things Super on any of the major podcast streaming platforms. And if you want to join in on the conversation, just tweet at us at AT Superpod. And we like reading the comments. Leave a comment if you ain't scared because we'll read it. Might read it on, yeah. There you go. Might read it on the show. Might. I don't know. Might. We just might. But there you go. You saw the thumbnail. You saw the title. We ain't not worried about spoilers. Uh, if you're not looking right for spoilers, Get yeah, we, this is Get not out. the show because we're not doing all that. <laughs> we about to talk about the movie. This 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 this, this uh, channel is good for great conversations <laughs> about whatever. There's a lot of this is in there. Yeah, you know what it is. My jaws tighten. I need the lubricant to loosen it up. There you go. First appearance of the cup. Mark the timestamp. This is. This is uh, prescribed. It's Dr. Prescribed. VIP. <laughs> prescribed what's in the cup. It's medicated. Just the cup itself. No, the cup itself. You got a prescription for the cup. Therapy. There you go. <laughs> but like I said, you saw the thumbnail. You saw the title. We are diving right into talking about Creed 3. Starring, Threats. directed by Michael B. Jordan. Uh, executive produced too. Did he? Did he throw some money in this? I think he did. Maybe because if you did not, that's a missed opportunity. I mean, come on. If you go star in it and direct it, it makes no sense for you to get some money on the back end, which is the executive producing area. Right. So executive produced, starring, directing, lighting, grip, audio, soundtrack, composing. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. I don't know if he had that much to do with it. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite sure his hands was dibbling and dabbling on this. I seen in the interview he was talking about his recent breakup with um, the young lady, Miss Lori Harvey. That's right, really? right, right. I don't follow tabloids yeah. like that. I didn't know that they so broke he, was, up. he was saying, 
Yeah. They, oh, it was big. It hit the internet and it was like caught wildfire because like, you know, she ran through another one. I think he proposed and she said no, but this is speculation. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't there. Um, so I, in the interview, he was like, after my breakup, you know, people usually getting just a great shape, you know, you, you know, take some time. He said he was already in great shape. So he was like, what do, what do I do now? Right. You make a goddamn movie. That's what go. you make. Producer. There you not go. executive producer. Well, you know, executive producers put up big money. Producers put up money. I mean, that's less. Brian Coogler's wife producer. was an executive producer. Of what? Of Creed Three. Ryan Coogler was a producer. Zinzi Coogler, his wife, was executive producer. That's what's up. That's what's up. This should have called me. I could have put. I could have put five dollars on. <laughs> I had a five. I had a. I got a five. I could have borrowed another five for ten on it. Look, you know, we're gonna have all things super up in there. Producing, producing movies. What? All things super. Let's go. Twenty 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 four. Let's get our. Let's get our money right. Twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty four. We start producing movies. Okay, you said it out of your mouth. God's ears. Put that out in the there existence. It is. Put it out in the universe. That it. Y'all heard it here first. <laughs> Or second, because he said it, and then you heard it. So, so you heard it he first. He had to hear it his mind. They heard it second. Well, then that's third. Then y'all heard it like I, third. I, I heard it. Yeah. Then you heard it. Not right here and right. Not yeah. I don't know. TJ out of the room, so he might hear it too. So he, I might be third, and that's okay because he heard it second, right? And that's that's how it goes, y'all. Y'all can't be upset about. We that. don't mean to be pushing y'all down the ladder, but you know, it's just the nature of video. You know, we recording it now. You watch it or later. How you heard it? Because if you heard it after somebody who watched the show before you, you're not even in the top five. Yeah, you just you. <laughs> You got to get in. Heard it when you heard it. This is why you got to get in on the ground floor. You got to be the first Mm. to know about these things. Hit that bell so you can be notified. Or just send me five dollars. There you go. (laughs) Whichever one's easier for you to do. Crowd, crowdfunding. I'll produce a credit. (laughs) That's how we get (laughs) producing status. Oh man! But how are you, sir? I didn't. I didn't ask you that. I'm I'm fantastic. I'm excited about this movie. This movie movie touched on topics that I was not aware that it was going to be touching on, and it was incredible. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. I mean, what topics did you think it was going to touch on? I didn't, because, you know, there's always there, there's the, the conflict of whatever competition that Donnie is in that's leading him to fight, right? But then right, on right. top of that, we deal with the, the personal conflict that he has to deal with within his life, right? And so we right. knew that it was his past coming back to bite him, his past coming back to haunt him. Damien was his boy that he ran with when he was younger. Damien got locked dog, up. This is boy! Damien got locked up. You know, now we see that Damien's getting out. And so we know that he has a chip on his shoulder. He said that Donnie was living a life that was meant for him. And so mm. going into just watching the trailer, going into the movie, we're like, okay, well, we know that that's the conflict. For whatever reason, we thought that... um you know, he got the belt, then all of a sudden, you know, whatever happened between Donnie and Damien, they, you know, start butting heads and which leads them to fight in the end. But mm-hmm. I didn't know that how deep that they were going to go into Donnie's past and the trauma that he suffered from his past. 
and how much that will affect who the person that he is today. And it makes so much sense because we get into the first creed and we see the, the first time we see Donnie, he's fighting. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, why is this young kid so angry? Like, why is this young man so angry? Why is it like his first instinct is just to fight? And so in Creed, three, in Creed 3, we get this, we get the understanding as to why. We get the explanation as to why he's so hardened, why he's so hell-bent on making sure that he can protect himself, why he wants that for his daughter. He's like, she needs to know that she needs to be able to protect herself, especially because she's hearing impaired oh. and she's getting oh, picked she, on. And she, you know, she know how to protect herself. Absolutely. She clocked them. She, she clocked them. <laughs> it was a step tap. It was a jump tap like Ant-Man. She, ah, uh, y'all didn't see it. Y'all missed out. Y'all need to go watch the movie, come back and watch us. But if you still here, you know you what it is. You know you like us. I like y'all too. You know we like. But um, going into that, because I let me let me just say that Donnie and Bianca's relationship from Creed One mm-hmm. to Creed Three is probably mm-hmm. one of my most favorite on-screen relationships between any couple because they just yeah, seem man. real. Right. Yeah. Everything's not perfect. Everything's not lovey dovey. We see that they have, Mm -hmm. you know, arguments. We see that they have disagreements. And we've seen that in all of the movies. You know, there's this point in time where because of Donnie's upbringing, because of the way that he carries himself, he withdraws from his family anytime he gets himself to a situation where he feel like I got to punch my way out. Excuse me, but instead mm. of relying on his support system, which is his wife and now his daughter, he wants to recoil and try to figure it all out himself, which we as men, and especially we as black men, there's this, <clears throat> here we go, I'm about to get philosophical in this bitch. There you go, <laughs> there's, it's getting there's, emotional, I'm getting strong in here. This, Just let it out, you know, Spider, let it the out. patriarchal structure in society that says that men can't show emotion. If you show emotion, you're weak. Y'all heard that, right? Y'all heard that big words, some big words, <laughs> of patriarchal structure. You merge it together, patriarchal and structure on there. But it's basically, there, there's a stereotype that if a man shows emotion, a man cries, a man makes himself appear vulnerable, then he's weak. And if a man is where did it come from? It came from fucking way back in the, the patriarchy. Day. Came <laughs> came from the patriarchy. Men being in power. Um, but it's it. If a man appears to be weak, then he's seen as less than. And you have Donnie, mm. who I think at that point was I don't know how many times he was a champion, six time champion or something like that. Um, but a person of that caliber doesn't want to seem weak. You know, I'm I'm a former mm-hmm. heavyweight champion of the world. I'm not gonna let anybody mm-hmm. treat me like a bitch. Pump me, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm about to just come around here throwing dirt on my name. So that, for lack of a better term, toxic masculinity of always needing to be able to control the situation that you're in. I can figure it out. I can handle it. I don't need anybody. I don't need to talk about my problems. I'm just forget about it. Leave it in the past. I got this. I got this. Don't worry about it. I I got got this. this. I got this. But we see that what happens when you allow your support system to be your support system. We got to see what happens when he allowed himself to be vulnerable and let Bianca in 
and let her know exactly what was going on in his mind because it just it makes so much sense now because you it from from bianca's perspective it was hard to understand why are you so okay with our daughter fighting right because mm. there are other ways to resolve conflict and had he talked to her way beforehand let her know what was going on in his past and i can understand why he didn't want to bring it up again because you have traumatic things that happen to you in your childhood you don't want to relive that but mm -hmm. it eats you from the inside especially when your past mm. resurfaces and then it forces right in you your face now you cannot <laughs> run from this exactly. you cannot hide from this and it forces you're trying you to, to pick up where that. you left off but it's not the same. Right. There's underlying tension, mm -hmm. underlying resentment, underlying jealousy, underlying. Look at this. Look at this movement that I done mastered. Right, I mastered this because I did it. Um, and you got to deal with it, like Swanna said. Right. So being able to, I I wasn't aware that they were going to go into that area because remember one of the things that we were talking so you about you thought it was just going to be a straight boxing movie i knew that there was going to be some kind of emotion but i just didn't know where it was going to come from because in the first movie in creed one we got you know rocky being sick having cancer in creed two we got um you know bianca being pregnant and the possibility of the daughter being you know hearing impaired so those were the emotional beats that we got in the previous movies but i didn't know you know i had no idea where they're going to go with the third one which was always enjoyable because you don't want to go into a movie being able to predict exactly what's going to happen because that takes the fun out see of the that? movie you see that right there that was a fact right there they didn't even know that i had to single it out that was a fact right there y'all getting facts on this show this is why y'all love facts this show y'all get facts facts. But facts on facts on facts that you need more toning your goddamn facts machine if you got a fax machine in 2023 i respect you I respect I the fact I that don't you know love who, facts. I don't know who you faxing, but I respect you from holding We, we giving facts. We giving facts. You can, un, we, you can unplug your fax machine and still, still get, get the facts. facts on all things super. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, baby. But dropping them facts probably on the only thing that my only complaint about the movie would be that we got the scene where they went to Amara's school after she got into the fight. And Donnie was like, well, why is she the only one getting in trouble? Because... That's so real. First of all, the bully kid just walks That's up to so her real. and just rips Takes her picture up. in front of her. Like, like what you gonna do? And she tap jumped the <laughs> snot out of him. <laughs> but it's like, okay, so the teacher caught the, the, the punch being thrown, but what was the teacher when this child just walked up to Amara and just ripped up and ripped up picture in hey, there? Hey, 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 hey. You didn't hear all that. Look, okay, don't do that. Look, <laughs> he, he I'm just saying. You couldn't hear I, that hey, boy, turn your head torn out like wrong. that. That's wrong. <laughs> you so wrong for that. I think they put SMR on that. They made it loud with that happened. I'm like, what the good? Why is the sound echoing? That was that was he that, that um that. that was that 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 was that thick art paper. That wasn't like just a regular sheet oh, of paper. Oh my god. That was that like was a horrible. thick that was like a thick eight ply sheet of paper. But and he I'm, was like what was that? <laughs> but no, but it, not necessarily that the, the other girl didn't get in trouble. My The thing that I wish would have happened was that because, you know, Donnie was like, well, why didn't the other girl get in trouble? And he and Bianca, you know, had the, the argument, well, why are you so okay with her fighting? And Donnie was like, well, she has to be able to protect herself. And be, to Bianca's credit, true. she was saying that there are other ways to defend yourself. There are other ways to stand up for this yourself. There are other true. ways to resolve conflict than just by throwing hands. 
And after we got the resolution of Donnie being able to confront his past, being able to share that with Bianca, I was hoping that even though we got the final scene in the ring with Amara in the ring and she's, you know, throwing punches at our dad because they're bonding over this love for, you know, the sport, that if Donnie would have just took a second, like when he was telling, when they were in the gym and he caught Amara watching his old videos and he was like, you know, showing her how to punch the bag and like showing how to like pivot her hips and follow through with the punch and all of that kind of stuff. So he's teaching her to fight, but I was just hoping that we would get at least some kind of comment, some kind of nod. It's like, cause he was telling her that, you know, it's not all about strength. It's about focus and about concentration right. and about control. Right. So I was this is also true. hoping that we were going to get a little bit more into that to where he was actually going to like support Bianca's stance on it. It's like, listen, everything doesn't have to be a fight. You like sometimes you can get out of a situation or you can de-escalate a situation without having to throw a punch. And I was hoping that, you know, because we see that, of course, you know, not to say that that's the only thing that you got from Bianca, but, you know, she's part Bianca. She has the hearing impairment and I'm, you know, she's kind, just like Bianca. She's a very sweet kid. But then she also has Donnie's like, I guess like hot-headedness, right? And of so course. she's a, a definite product of both of her parents. But I was hoping that we would get her to stay that way. Like you can fight like Donnie, but you can also be smart, you know, like your mother too. Because even Donnie said, "Cause, um, what was that? I think that was in Creed too, where Bianca said she's a fighter just like her father, and Donnie was like just like her mother too." So, you know, I, I just wanted to be able to get a little bit more into that just to make it seem like, because I feel like that's a good message, especially if you're bringing kids to the movies, you know, to know that <clears throat> even though you have the ability to fight, that everything doesn't have to be a fight. Everything doesn't have to get violent. Everything this doesn't have to so get physical. This is so true. So I feel so like true. that's the only, I feel like that's really the only spot where they kind of like drop the ball in the movie. Well... <laughs> We're talking about Creed Three. We're talking about Michael B. Jordan's debut as a director. Uh, overall, how do you feel like he did as a director? I thought it was incredible. I thought it was amazing. I thought because one of the things that we were talking about in the previous movie was like, okay, we've seen six Rocky movies. We've seen two Creed movies at this point. How do we make things different, right? How do we right. how do we bring in something that we've never seen before? And I feel like with that last fight scene between Donnie and Damon. I felt like that was different. That was incredibly different. And it was so impactful because <clears throat> all of these other fights, it was about the championship, right? It was about the championship. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was about mm -hmm. the name. It was about the conflict, you know, but it was about also about the spectacle. It was about countries. Right. And Rocky Four, it was about Russia versus America. Right. And so we have all of this, this spectacle with the crowd and all of the, you know, everything being involved, but this fight between Creed and Damien was personal. personal. This was personal. And the fact that, in the final, all that they, they took away the crowd, they took away the lights, they took away all the outside influence, and it was just the two of them in the ring just going at it. And we see, like, the regret of, you know, Donnie ran away, so Damien got locked up, and we see like how bad he feels 
about because he felt like he abandoned his friend. He was like, that was his brother. And oh my God, another power scene when Marianne passed away. And one of the last things that Donnie said to her before she had her second stroke was that Damien was there for me. That was my brother. He treated me better than any of your kids ever did. Because you think about it, even I don't remember like back in the other rock in the other Rocky movies if we saw any other Creed's other kids, but in the Creed movies we never see her kids in the house. Like anytime Donnie comes over, it's just him and and Marianne. So I don't yeah, know. You gotta pay more for extras. <laughs> you can't. Uh, you didn't go have speaking lines. That's a, that's out of the budget. We talking about executive producer. We need more executive producers to be doing all that. But basically, we don't see any of Marianne's other kids. I think she had two other kids. Um, but basically, Donnie's saying like, you know, they didn't treat me because you would imagine that they resent him because of course he's a child outside of uh, the marriage, right? Exactly, and where Marianne took him in, treated him, treated him like her own son, his half siblings, you know, probably picked on him, made fun of him. They ain't shut their toys. No, they ain't shut their toys. They they wouldn't let Donnie play in any other reindeer games. I just don't know why we do these type of things. You gotta, you gotta show love, show love out here in these streets, like in California. You ain't got a toy car. Ask your mama to go buy you a toy car. Was like that's damn. <laughs> you know my mama died, dude. Catch these knuckles. Catch these hands. Catch these goddamn hands. Listen, Creed Three. Let me say some things about Creed Three. Uh, I went in it with a very open mind. Very, very open mind. I had no expectations. Zero expectations. One hundred percent going into this movie, and I wanted to see uh, Michael B. Jordan do his thing, and. Uh, we picked up fighting uh pretty Ricky. Pretty 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 Ricky. Because the man wanted his wait, 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 wait. He wanted no. What why were we fighting him again? We were fighting him again because I think Ricky we had wanted to? Ricky wanted the belt. Because Dave Donnie was the champion. I think Ricky wanted the belt. And yeah, last time Donnie lost. Yeah, so we're settling things, right? Right. I mean, it was it was part three. They had the first fight. He lost his he lost his his car, his uh Mustang was his Mustang, mm-hmm. and then he got that back. In he two. ended up getting getting that back in two, which you know we found out that his father left him that, which yeah. that was a nice touch. We didn't know that nice little piece of revelation, and then in the third one, we're fighting him again because. Movie reasons. I mean, you not know, not not. It's, it's not, not anything relevant. Yeah, fight. it's not a thing relevant yeah. to the plot. It was a nice throwback. It's nice to see him again. But you know, I'm gonna be honest with you. It looked like that fight wasn't you know because like they said in the movie, you know, you fought him and he was past his prime, so you were supposed to win that fight. Which is a lot of commentation that people do as far as article writers and blog writers right. and just spectators. Spectators. So the whole thing on. with uh, in Rocky Balboa, you know, the whole Rocky versus Ma- the Mason Align Dixon, you know, and it was like the only reason that Rocky fought this dude who was like at twenty years younger than him at that point 
uh, if yeah. not more than that. And it was like, oh, because of this yeah. computer simulation saying that if Rocky was in his prime against Mason in his prime, Rocky would win. And so Mason felt some kind of way. It was like, fuck that old yeah. dude. <laughs> he can fight yeah. me right now. Oh. And then Rocky so went to the solo. So feel some type of way, <laughs> you should just go lay down. That's a, that's, that's a takeaway message from that. Until you feel some type of way, just go, go ahead and lay down. Um, so we get uh, Donnie coming in, and you know, he's retiring. Now, the, strategically, moving structure-wise, you think it was a great idea the way they, they salt and peppered it, kind of sprinkled in from flashback to common day to flashback to modern day? Because you were like, what happened? Mm-hmm. You see young Adani, you see him following uh, Damon, they were really close, and I can understand the closeness of it. You yeah. know, you, you, some, some may say he was coat riding or other terms that are closely related to that. Mm-hmm. But if they were friends, they were friends, man. That, and that's sometimes what a real friendship is. I'm looking out for my bro. He's giving him tips on how to fight. Right. You know, he's listening to his friend, and he got his back. They're really friends. He brings yeah. him off with some bread. He snuck out the house, you know, they're hanging out together. He's a little older, so he got a car, you know, and then you got to understand the situation that happened too. Though Damon may have had some stripes, strikes, stripes and strikes because he was in the streets. He came to Adonis's aid. Right. When Adonis decided that he was going to take matters into his own hands and rightfully so. We've seen this for Star Lords. And in, 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 in game, uh, you know, your emotions are affinity war, yeah. excuse me. Your emotions get the best of you. I don't think he really kind of wanted the situation to go down that way. But again, that was sprinkled in. So he was like, why did he attack this guy right. who was just on some scratches? Right. Like, damn. And it was seemed very uncharacteristic for the character himself because he was, it was just like, oh, you don't remember me. Of- <laughs> and the dude was like, no, I don't know who you are. And he just hauled off on him. As an audience, I was like, what the hell going like, on? Beating up this grown ass man. <laughs> grown man was scratched. I thought, is he homeless? Is that what it is? You know, so good call, bad call. I mean, as an audience member at that moment, were you like perplexed or were you like, no, I, I was, I, I did I was you just trust the process to review, reveal it. So no, I, I was definitely confused as to why he was attacking the man. And I, I would, I was assuming that because it was like, you know, um, because I think Donnie said something about, Oh, you, you want to pick on somebody that's weaker than you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in my mind, and this is from, you know, years of watching my Law and Order. telling me. <laughs> watching Law and Order as for you, I thought it was going to be something like, you know, uh, a sexual assault type thing. And that's why, you know, he oh, was man. so See, upset about it. You got to stop watching that show. I know. Yeah, it, it, it's messing up. You're... <laughs> the, the, the trope is, the, the, the common trope yeah. is that that's why, you know, they, they don't want to talk about it when they become adults. They don't want to relive it because it's a truly yeah. traumatic experience. Because what else was that? That was on um, uh, some, some show, some show. It was something to deal with football. Um, but uh, That's horrible. But yeah, but you have these predatory adults that prey on kids, and I didn't know, Gross. you know, if um, with Donnie, you know, not necessarily being bouncing, you know, bouncing around yeah, foster care he was, and stuff he like was that. In, he was in, yeah, he was in some uh, group institutions. For, yeah, 
clearly because his mom had passed and his father had passed, he obviously went into the system. Mm -hmm. So, and we know that it, a lot of kids not, that do get put into the system, especially as they become older, you know, they're not as marketable. And I'm using air quotes there for uh, my audio listeners, but older yeah, kids, saw you your little fingers up. <laughs> older kids have a lot harder time being adopted because, you know, when people are looking to adopt, they want to adopt babies, you know, adopt younger kids so they can raise them. But when you have a, a teenager or even somebody who's like preteen, like 10, 11, 12, they stand less of, less of a chance of being adopted because couples think that, oh, well, they're, you know, stuck in their ways. You know, I won't be able to uh, be able to. You're not my dad. Right. You know, <laughs> I won't be able to, you know, be able to educate them. I won't be able to raise them because they'll be, you know, resentful, or, you know, all of these other kind of things that they think they'll run into problems. So, you know, older kids, they have a worse time in the foster system. So, <clears throat> so I was thinking, I was thinking along those lines of, oh, it, you know, it was just something more traumatizing not to say that you know violence and being abused physical abuse is not traumatizing but again that's why when he was like you know uh especially when they were at the record release party and bianca was talking to damien and so and damien was like oh well it might have something to do with leon and all this other kind of stuff and she was like well leon who's leon and damien was like oh well that's not my place to talk about that'd be something that donnie has to tell you himself so again, that got me thinking like, okay, well, this is something like really traumatic that he doesn't want to share yeah, with her. Leon, Leon was a perv. Yeah. So I didn't mind it because I, I knew that I'm like, okay, we're going to get an answer to this at All some point. All will be revealed yeah. at some point. At some yeah, point, we're going to get an answer. confusion. Yeah, there was. And then it like, what I wish would have happened, like you said, the, you know, the flashback to current time, the flashback to current time, the flashback to current time. I kind of wish that they would have showed us all of that in the beginning. Show us, you know, them rolling out, them rolling up to the convenience store. He's seeing Leon, they get into a fight, he getting jumped. And then Dame come up with the gun and... With the glizzy! <laughs> and then the cops come up and we see Donnie run away. And then we see Dame get caught. So if you're able to show us all of that in the beginning, instead of having to sprinkle through, like we have to piece together exactly what happened as to, you know, I think if we would have saw that in the beginning, it would have made it more impactful to know that, you know, Donnie didn't write him back or how Dame felt because Donnie didn't write him back. And, right. you know, and so we get the, we get the whole thing about, you know, when, they were, I think they were talking in the restaurant and Dane was like, yeah, you know, I used to write you and all this other kind of stuff. And Donnie was like, did you, you know, I didn't, yeah, he, I didn't, he get, didn't get none of those. And he didn't know where Donnie was lying or not at that right. current point in time, because it just seemed, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. I mean, it was a director's choice, you know, taking nothing away from the movie. I won't say whether it was bad or good, but I did, as an audience member, sat there and I was like, I, I strategically, it, it could have been the smartest thing because I was sitting there, I was thinking, I was like, I need more of the, what happened. Mm -hmm. And of course, I was never disinvested in either one of the stories, but it was kind of frustrating because I just, I wanted to know what happened and I right. felt like 
we're, we're getting pieces instead of just giving an explanation of what thing. happened. Yeah, no, I agree with right. that. Right. So uh, Donnie is on the road up. He's a champion now. He's a, he's at the gym now. He's he getting big bucks now. Like, uh, yeah, Adonis he's Creed managing athletics. fighters now, right? He got the gear, got all kind of swag. He got all kind of Bianca's and leveled up. She's a producer now. Old records you know? all over the place. Bling bling, motherfucker. <laughs> so now they got a daughter, and a daughter has the ability to sign. This isn't, I didn't sign anything. I was just showing you, I don't, for those who are watching the videos, like, what is he saying? I don't, I don't know what that is. That's one love. One love. The only one thing love. I remember is bullshit. Yeah, that. 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 facts. <laughs> Creed, learn your learning stuff, man. The, Creed with the education. So, you know, the fact that it Damien comes back, doesn't want a handout, he wants a championship belt. We've seen this. We reacted to the trailer. We watched Creed 1, we watched Creed 2. As a rewatch, Damien comes in, wants that opportunity. Here's, 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 here's some things that I'm going to say. <clears throat> Michael B. Jordan did that because the way that the events transpired, I don't think it could have happened any other way. You don't get somebody coming out the gate talking about they want a title shot. Right. There's millions of dollars that go behind these fights. I'm mm -hmm. talking about millions of dollars. You know, you got HBO signing up just to do their show is a couple hundred grand to, to go behind the scenes and interview the boxes and stuff like that. Whether you're recording while they're training, you selling out arenas. So Calling the fight off is something that they're not really open to do. Right. Because people already purchased their tickets. You know, you, you got to issue our refunds. They're not really trying to do that. So it's not unlike that situation. Hey, this person was assaulted at a party, broke his hand, and we get to see Drago's son again. I forget his son's name. Victor. Victor, yeah, there you go. You I can love see the fact, Victor again. I love the fact that they're friends now. They're friends now, which you and I talked about. This dude's talking about a spinoff show, right? Yeah, they're talking about a, uh, having a Drago, a Drago film. I don't know if it's going to be like a whole I, franchise, but there'll be a Drago film. I, I could definitely see a spinoff film, and I would not be surprised if a Damien Drago fight was to happen because I don't think at the end of this that Damien's done fighting no. he is older mm -hmm. he is older but at the same time he has enough name behind him right as coming in with his first fight and winning a championship on your first fight oh that's man. marketable even though it was through some questionable means a win i mean a, win. a lot of fighters fight questionable means there's, some, there's some fighters that fight dirty no, i and, absolutely and agree it, and it is not illegal to punch in the shoulder but the fact that he knew that they deliberately did. Yeah, he deliberately. <laughs> but see, and that's, and that's the thing. It's like you can only plan for so much, right? So right. when he was sparring with Felix in the in the gym, and he grabbed his arm and he like hit him like right like right up under the. Uh -huh. And the first time he did it, there was no way that he could have known that Bianca was going to invite him to the release party. That Drago no, was going to be there. And no clue that not only was Drago going to be there, but if he would have that, he would have had the opportunity to hire his boy to go and break Drago's hand. 
So well, he knew Drago. He knew Drago was the next fight. So he yeah, knew that. No, I knew that. But what I'm saying is that he wouldn't have known that he would have gotten that opportunity to be able to do that. No. So no, maybe... but here's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. If if he would have assaulted Drago and knew Drago was out, and Donnie didn't put him on, then he would have had a real beef with Donnie. We right. might have been seeing a whole different movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. But I'm thinking that even if he didn't get Drago at the release party, would he have gotten him some other time? I think that was the. I think that was. Possibly. I think that was the entire plan the whole the whole way. But I think that it just the, it got the timeline got moved up because he got yeah. him at the release party instead of just somewhere out in the streets. Yeah. Now here's the thing. Drago can't fight. Right. But he still helps Donnie train. What well, was after? It was like after a while. Mm, he could have took the fight. Well, he couldn't take the fight because the fight was in like two days, something like that. Well, like it was like coming up. He oh, still yeah, had, yeah, yeah, he yeah. had to have this time for his, yeah. He had to have time for his, his hand. hand his hand did heal, and then they they came and took the belt. Right. So yeah, so it made sense. And like I said, it, I don't think he could have went any other way because no. out the gate, just as a you got, it takes years to be a number one contender. Mm-hmm. But because it was. Donnie's fight. It was Donnie who was promoting the other cat. Was uh, the Felix. other cat's name Felix? Yeah. And he was promoting Drago. 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 That's what I didn't say. So he. It was both of his fighters in a sense. So the fact that he was able to put him in, he had that power. He had that ability. So if anybody was wondering how he was able to do that, because it was his fighters. Mm-hmm. It's like, kind of like Dana White in UFC. You can put whoever he wants to against each other. Now, again, I don't think weight class had anything to do with this fight because I think Drago and Damien probably was in a better weight class than... Probably. Than yeah, Drago, and, than Damien Drago and, and Donnie. Yeah, and, and yeah, uh, even I don't know. I feel even like Damien and 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 Donnie. I feel like they were in a different weight class. They were closer to each other in weight than Donnie and Drago. I, definitely, I, it, it's more <laughs> Donnie and Dame was definitely more believable than Donnie and Drago. Yeah, that thing Drago Drago was uh, dwarfing Donnie at some point <laughs> when they showed him. Even when they were training, in, in the the they were like in a, in a shed and they were in a ring training. And it's like Drago's up here, Donnie's down here. Like that big yeah. little difference. It's like, no, bro. No stilts, no stilts, yeah. all leg. Uh, so we, we, we get to the point now. And again, because we need to tell a story in such a concise time, we're moving through these story beats again. So now... Dame champion. You can say dirty boxing all you want to. He the champ now. And he's telling Donnie, I don't need you now, bro. <laughs> I like, used you. He like, Donnie yeah. found out he was used. Yeah, he was like, yeah, when I when I got out of jail, yeah, I needed you. He's like, but I don't need you no more. He's like, everything I got, I got Facts. a mop. He's like, I'm good. I'm good now. I got endorsements coming in. You see these hoes. I got hoes. I don't even know half these people at this party. This dude holding my belts. I don't even know his name. <laughs> the thing about it is, it's like, okay, I understand. Like you just got, like you had just got out of jail, right? 
and you got like a little one bedroom uh, studio apartment or whatever where yeah. you or, he did not shy away from that he and, was standing in a crack house and so <laughs> like the immediacy of him winning the belt because he beat Felix they put Felix mm-hmm. in the ambulance they let him go Donnie was either still at the arena or was on his way home or something and Marianne was like texting him like I need to talk to you and so right. he went over to the house. This is all in the same night. He went over to same the house, night. find out that the dude that attacked Drago was cellmates locked up with Dame. And so still, same night, he go rolling out to the cliff where Dame's having his party. Like, he got a whole new wardrobe. He got a chain now. He got oh, ice. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Did he get, like, paid, like, right after the fight was over? Jacob the, Jacob the Jewel on speed down. Yeah, them stacks I told you, run that, run that watch. Like, I got you, You got bro. your whole it's entourage. And, like, who organized, the, who organized the party? I want to... I just, just like... The, I just well, it was at the beach. So yeah. it wasn't like it was at a grand casino. But, I mean, you still had to get people to come out there. I guess social media... Oh, yeah, they go follow the channel. Yeah, yeah. Social, social media, you just tweet it, tweet it out, put it on Instagram. Like, oh, yo, we out here. Check for the fire pit at mile marker 57. <laughs> <laughs> the champ is here! <laughs> The champ, I'm going to hang with the champ. I don't know what y'all are doing. Like, the champ at the beach. DJ lights everything. Just like fight was over at 1030. They out there by 1045. We on the beach. We out here. Lighting it up. Grill going. <laughs> DJ out. Just plugged in. And Donnie came up and like, dude, you you used me. You you played me. Like, you, like why? And Damon is not apologizing. He's no, saying it clear. I told you what I was here for. I told you this is what I wanted and mm-hmm. nothing was going to stand in my way to make this happen. And you got to think about it. How many years? 18 years? 15 years? 18 years in jail. This, this is all that it was on his mind. Because again, this is all that he wanted. You you literally looking at a Donis fight in Africa when this is something that you wanted for your own life. So right. at the same time, this is doing nothing but building up. Oh, oh, when he comes to the house, y'all got the see-through floors right. and everything. <laughs> y'all got the see-through floors? Oh, you drinking that, that Hennessy? No, not the regular Hennessy. The RSVP Okay, okay, okay. Like I said, you live I'm coming from mine. Then not not only say that, I'm mine. coming from everything you got. Everything. He talking about the gym. He talking about the athletics company. He talking about everything. And I, I think don't he was know, talking about I was, Bianca I was too. just about to say that. I was about to. I don't know. He might have been talking about Bianca too. Because when they were at their album release party, he was like, kind of like, "Hey, look, leaning real right. close, real hard." It's <laughs> like, "Hey, you know, I, I know you're feeling some kind of right. way." You got, you got somebody else singing your songs. songs. About to sing that goddamn Ty Dollar sign of the American Dream. <laughs> Girl, I could love better than me. I can't sing. That's not the point that I'm saying, though. The point that I'm saying is you gotta watch these dudes. Right. Fresh out of jail, trying to give her that thug dizzle. You seen that chick on the on the couch, right? She wasn't laying there because she was comfortable. Her legs were broke. Donnie put that thing on. <laughs> That's that prison love. She was trying to re- recruit. You know, she could. Donnie was in the back doing pull-ups on the on the steps. She was trying. Her, her legs didn't really work right then. So I think clearly Donnie baited him in because at that point, you know, 
Damien did pop him right there. You popped the champ or the former champ mm-hmm. and embarrassed him. Yeah. Easy, easy. I don't know everybody saying why he ain't get up and swing. Clearly, Damien had that glizzy. Right. You saw that. And you just don't want those situations to go that way. So some restraint. I don't think, think Damien reported out on him, though. Uh, well, he took it from somebody who could have possibly pulled it yeah. out on him and took control of the situation. Right. But at the same time, you don't have to get shot to get hurt by a gun. You can get a pistol whip. Yeah. And I, 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 <laughs> hey. as, as, and this is credit to Jonathan Majors, because we've been talking a lot about the movie, but we haven't given Jonathan Majors enough credit for the performance that he's given in this movie. He is he it every time. a violent man, but he's not out of control. Which this is, is true. so calculated. dangerous to have somebody who is that calculated. calculated and that capable of doing so much damage. Because mm. we saw when he got into the ring with Felix, that first fight that he had, and he saw that every you know he came out and everybody was booing him. That was like fuel for him. He was like, "Okay, oh yeah, all right." And so he gets Listen into the to ring, old Kanye. and he's thinking that you know I'm gonna go in here, I'm gonna show what I'm gonna do. I already got I tagged him once in the gym. I'm going to tag him again. I'm going to basically, I'm going to get him done. So he go in there and Felix start getting them licks in. Then he has to kind of take a step back and like, all right, I got to reevaluate my, my game plan because it's not going to mm-hmm. be no walk in the park. And so that's when he comes out, he start using his little dirty tactics and everything. But <gasps> at the end of the day, he got the win. So you have this, this, this man who is, who was just all, just throwing punches and like hurting people. And we saw that when he was in the gym preparing for his fight, it was the right. same problem with Felix. Felix was knocking out all his sparring partners. Everybody that was getting into the ring with Dame, it was like two punches. Pow, pow, ow, pow, pow, mm. ow. It's like, dude, how are you going to practice if everybody that you get in the ring with, you tagging them, you knocking them out? But so... Michael B. Jordan said it so eloquently quaint in the beginning. It's not just about power. Right. It's about timing. It's about strategic strategy and planning. Mm-hmm. It's about focus. It's about concentration. And, so, and I love how they call that back because Damien has an unorthodox block. Boxing block. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost Dragon Ball Z like. Which and he I'm does glad you say that. Because we all know, if anybody knows anything about Michael B. Jordan, he is a huge fan of anime. And you could see that there are... What do you say about Michael B. Jordan? You owe your money. Here first on all things Super, we're going to put it on blast. Michael Michael B. Jordan, if Michael B. Jordan owed me money, I would not tell that to anybody at all. That would be between me and him. But no, I think he's a huge fan of anime. He clearly ain't learned uh, a huge strategy. Listen. I'm not putting that man on blast. Look, but you know, he's, he's, he's a huge fan of anime. It, it was well, Is he? yeah, it was well documented that his armor, his body armor that he had on in Black Panther was got, from Vegeta. got it from Vegeta. That was Dragon Ball Z inspired. And so you look at different 
areas, different ways that his his focus when he was fighting Pretty Ricky, right? And it shows his growth as a boxer. He's not just going in and yeah. just swinging these days. He's right. calculated. He's watching. He's observing. He's monitoring Pretty, Pretty, his, yeah. his opponent's movements. And so we saw that emphasized by like a little slow motion, like a little wobbles. He's focusing. We get a close up of his eyes, and that's his mm-hmm. love for anime coming out into his directing style. And so we get to see that, <clears throat> and so we we get that like it's the the focus shot, right? So he sees right. that open, and like Donnie you said, Vision. right? Donnie Vision, that's pretty much what it was. Donnie Vision, Cree but, Vision. But so we we saw that when you said like he has that that unorthodox block, and so when he's getting ready to break that block, of course you have to separate your hands, and so. We see that at the end, we saw that got in his dining vision, he saw that opening. But not only did we get that, we saw the 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 punch to the gut with the sweat popping off the oh! back. Oh <laughs> it's like... animated inspired one hundred percent and he killed it with that scene. Mm-hmm. Eric, look, uh, we've said this before as a director. And I I remember saying this about this movie. Looking for your signature style right. is key to be any director that's memorable and any director that does this takes that style with them throughout their movies. It's in their DNA. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like how Quentin Tarantino is obsessed with feet. And you could look at all his films. There's, there's a lady foot shot somewhere in there. Always. Just like, uh, but yeah, it's, tr- it's It's not me. It's true. Yeah. So just like, uh, that's another one. Uh, Oh, we're not going to get into all of those. But you have to find your signature thing mm-hmm. that makes you you. Well, uh, Ryan Coogler is one of the masters of the long shot, or yeah. the long take or the long shot. But it's not a long continuation shot. It's just cut in certain areas. But he's mastered that. Right. And now J. J. Abrams the and fact- his lens flares and Michael Bay and his explosions. Explosions. <laughs> uh, and the fact that if Michael B. Jordan is, is, is writing his name on that, I can't think of a better piece of cin- cinema to write your name on because it was done perfectly. It wasn't it wasn't emphasis on Donnie. It was emphasis on Donnie's punch, but you seen Creed's face and the slow-mo and the sweat just right. explode off his body like Oh my God, I was thinking that his fist was about to come through his back. And I was really like, looked like damn. it was about to <laughs> I was like, no. damn, all your kidney broke. But um, but no, that that final fight, that final fight between Donnie and Damien, probably, probably one of the best fights out of the entire Creed trilogy. I just think it was so it's, innovative, so different. It was personal. It was yeah, so it was absolutely personal in a way that you know, like we said, the, the crowd dropped out, the lights dropped out. It was just a two and in the ring. But the fact that they dropped the music out too. And it was just them. Yeah. It was just them in a ring. And one of the one of my favorite lines in the movie was when Lil Duke said, I see you out there boxing, but I need you to start fighting. And it's like this was everything, it was basically the antithesis of everything that he learned. You know, like he was he always learned to, you know, make sure you watch this, watch that, make sure you're doing this, you're moving this way, you gotta be, you know, plan out your moves, all this other kind of stuff. Lil Duke was like, forget all that. Cause like this dude is coming out here. He's coming out here to hurt you. You know, like if you want mm-hmm. to win this, you can't mm. just box. You have to fight. 
You know, I've always said that uh, in 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 fighting, right? Mm -hmm. When you're fighting structurally or technically, or you're fighting formatly, uh, not a word, but I, but I made it one. Um, that only works with someone who's doing the exact same thing. Martial right. arts work with someone who's doing martial arts. If you are fighting martial arts versus a street fight, they're not technically... Okay, put it like this. Take fencing. Right. Fencing. And take somebody that's a slasher or a brute force uh, blade like a, like a wielder. Like with a broad Like sword. a Viking. Mm -hmm. With a broadsword or even an axe, somebody is not going to. <laughs> those those differences in styles don't mesh well. It's going to be bloody. It's going to yeah. be. It's not fencing could go on, huh, 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 huh. but then you get somebody with an axe, they go knock that out your hand, chop you on your wrist, and you go for right. the neck or something. And it's just if you want to have an interesting fight, then you contrast that and show how they will parry each other, mm -hmm. but that's something to see. When you get somebody that's not going against your boxing, like you're saying, he's here to fight. Mm -hmm. He go fight dirty. Right. Because again, now I have everything and you're trying to take it away from me. Right. That's more dangerous than a guy that had nothing. Nothing to lose, right. Yeah, because he's going to try to reserve what he got. Now, I just, I just tasted this. Yeah. I was able to do a party in this fast, and then you're going to take that away from me? Right. It's like nah, dude. the difference between taking a, a starving dog who is fighting for what could potentially be his only meal. So he's going to fight tooth and nail to make sure he gets that. But then once you have that starving dog who knew what it was to be starving, who now has exactly. food, you oh can't God. take that away from him. You think I'm going back to the... Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. You about to die in this ring. <laughs> I love the fact that they made sure that we did see that Felix was all right though. Uh, yeah. Cause, uh, Felix showed up I at the was... last fight. I thought he was dead. I thought he was, was straight up dead. <laughs> thought he was out. Thought he was out for forever. Forever sleep. So I know we're going to keep this one on topic as well as uh, entertaining like we always do. But, uh, Spider, I got to ask the question. Yes, sir, uh, yes, sir. Creed, three, uh, Michael B. Jordan's first directorial review. Is it super? Is it a super movie or does he have a little bit more ways to go? Because I hear what the internet is saying and uh, I reserve my comments to the questions asked with me. I'm asking you, who, what would you thought? You thought it was super or you thought it was, uh, you know, no, not? The, the movie was absolutely 100% super. Everything that I've read from the rest of the cast as to Michael B. Jordan and has his directorial style, it's always, I won't say always, but it's refreshing when you have an actor who goes into the directing realm because they've been there. And produced. And produced. Right? But they've been there. He's produced other stuff before. But yeah, but it's it's refreshing because they know how they would want to be directed. 
right? If you have an actor who's been dealing with shitty directors, who's too demanding, who's making unreasonable requests, unreasonable, you yeah. know, notes and all sorts of kind of stuff. I need you to say it with your chest. Right. It's like, well, what does that mean? It's like, I need like, you do I, to say it with your chest. It's like, but how do, how do, how do, how do I say it? Do, 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 do I stick my chest out? Do I like, you want it out? You want it in? Right. Tilt it? What does that mean? But so, especially reading the the notes from Tessa Thompson about how, because they have this working relationship, they've been in, you know, two Creed movies at this point. So she said, the the interviewer asked, did, you know, were there any notes that you felt that he gave you that weren't unreasonable? And she's like, well, he didn't direct me like that. Everything that we talked about was a conversation, you know, and then Mm. being able to have that relationship with your director brings out the best performance out of everybody because it's not this is what i'm telling you to do and it's how do you feel about this like what do you think about this and you know tell me what your thoughts on on you know like this direction and you have you know Mm -hmm. tessa thompson who's played bianca for two movies and how connected she is with the character so she knows what bianca would do what bianca wouldn't do Mm -hmm. one of the things i read in the article was that the use of the word john that she, you know, talked about in the first movie, like, oh, John is a noun, this is a John, that's a John. She's like, they've been in LA for I don't know how many years. And so she felt like that Bianca wouldn't say John anymore because she's removed mm-hmm. herself from that Philly lifestyle. She's living an LA lifestyle mm-hmm. now. And so she said that she made sure that for her character, there was nowhere in the script that she would say the word John. And it's just that's that's how you get a, a well-made movie. Character growth. Right. That you get character growth. You get better dialogue between the characters because you know where they came from and to where they are now. And it's just, you can see that shining through with all of the characters. Even though Drago maybe had one or two lines the entire film, when you saw him come back and you saw him and Donnie like dap up, like, oh shit, they're boys now. And then you They're saw him cool come now. back again in a training montage at the end. And then the thing about it is he's fighting Donnie. Donnie's in this headspace where he's like, shit, I don't know if I could beat Damien. You know, like I got all this guilt, everything that's weighing me on my chest. Yeah. And Drago he, he is, feel like he had imposter syndrome. Right. And so like Drago was supposed to have that life. And Drago basically is like, he's hitting them while they're training. And like Donnie's not really defending himself. He's going down. And Drago is like, like, what do y'all want me right. to do? It's like, I'm not here to hurt him. Right, I'm, I'm not here to, to hurt him. him. I'm here to train him. And then Donnie gets up because he's mad now because Drago didn't turn his back on him. And so he starts hitting him, Drago again. And Drago is like, all right, if this was what you want, I'm going to really give it to you. And he like leans into him. And it's like to have that nonverbal action, right? And you can see that just from his body language, it's like, I don't know what y'all want me to do. It's like, I don't know if he's ready, but if you come back and you're still fighting and then you can see at the end of the day, they still hug it out and everything. And it's like, okay, that's a relationship that you can't tell that better without having dialogue associated with it. Right. And that's a true credit to Michael B. Jordan's direction. Like you direct a scene like that to where you can have two characters who are not communicating with each other verbally. You only see the action, the punches, the reaction, the facial reaction. I always talk about this when we get into these movies. I talk about the facial reactions. The face can tell a million different stories that dialogue, spoken word can't even begin to describe. And I think that 
he he was on it. He knew exactly what he wanted to do. And his other associate directors and other producers that may have had their little notes. I know Ryan Coogler had a lot to, you know, let mm-hmm. him know about this. And I'm pretty sure he got some notes from Sylvester Stallone too. Of course. Absolutely um, wonderful. hundred percent. Definitely super. Definitely not, super. Now if now if you just pay you that money he owe you that y'all could really uh <laughs> y'all could really be friends. Nah, that's what I'm talking but about. But Mr. VIP Frank of Washington. When it comes to the third installment of the Creed franchise, Creed 3, is it super? All my life I had to fight. <laughs> uh, yes, the movie is super. We're watching Michael B. Jordan. Remember the B, okay? Yes. Be, be that as it may. But it should change it to Michael A. Jordan because he done killed this goddamn movie on the director throw words. Directorial debut. Uh, he came out and came out swinging. Unintended. He came out swinging for the fences and for the for the jugular and and for the skull and the, the body shots and the swing wherever you want to swing. I think he knocked it out the park. Um, I've heard some people say that you know they didn't particularly care for the last fight, but again, I had to break it down. So you got to understand something. Movies are art, mm-hmm. okay? It's a spectacle, but it's art. It's from the transition of, this from the interpretation of the director or the writer and how much can they can capture that on the screen. We're not looking at just another boxing match. We, we got boxing in it. We got a training montage in it. Training montage, I'm going to give you this question right now. You can answer as soon as I finish doing my little spiel. Mm-hmm. How does the training montage match up against all the other training montages? Think about that. Yeah. So we got the training montage and we got the thing, but when it came down to the fight, you got to think about it. These were so close brothers. And then one really felt abandoned. Like I didn't, I could have stayed in a car. I could have watched you got whooped on and actually where my, where my snacks was when, when you came back to the car. He didn't do that. He mm-hmm. got out the car. He pulled out the glizzy because y'all not about to throw hands on my boy. Cops roll up. I got the Glock in my hand or the Ruger or whatever I'm using, you know, just names, meaning gun. And the police see me, I'm automatically the person of interest because I have the weapon out. Right. So I got to put the weapon down. And as I'm doing that, I came to defend you. You take off and you run. Okay. Think about this. I'm getting booked now. I'm in the cell. I'm doing my fingerprints. Third strike. I go to court. I'm trying to reach out, you know, making sure you are right or what happened. No call. No no response. Can't get through. Your mom's got me on block. I can't. I'm like, all right. I get time. I go to jail. I'm going to send you letters. Hey, man, what's up? You know, over and over and over again. It didn't say how many, but you could see there was more than probably 10. You don't even respond to me. So I'm right. feeling like you done turned your back on me. You done forgot all about me. You... I, I I despise you at this point in time because my life was could have been different. And I'm watching you glow up and blow up, and it's like, okay, okay. Real cathartic at the end, which is this is the part that I respected. After all the lights are off, mm-hmm. the glitz and glamour, the cameras are gone. Mano e mano, I come to you and we talk it out. Right. And you say, I'm sorry. I should have checked in on you because you couldn't even blame uh, the illustrious Alicia Rashad. You can't blame her that she because you knew he was in there. Mm-hmm. He already openly admitted. I tried to forget. Right. I tried to forget like it didn't even happen. I didn't reach out. 
He knew where he was. Yeah. He didn't. Cause he, he, he owned up to right. it. Right. Because he could have still wrote a letter, even if he didn't get any of Dame's letters, he could have still wrote a letter to him. He could have wrote it. He could have looked out. You know, and even as you grew in status and capability, Go you now have resources. You could have exactly. So it has nothing to do with her. So people that want to blame her, oh, she can you kept this for me. Nah, my guy. Nah, nah, nah. Right. You, you could have reached if out. If you wanted to, you so, would have put forth that effort. Right. So that's why he apologized later on, because as a man, you got to take ownership to the parts that you play. And you can't just throw that on her. Now, is she keeping for me? Yes. And the fact that she said your life, well, my life would have been different. You're 100% right. It would have been. Right. And you got to say that you don't want nothing that you have now mm-hmm. in opposed to what you would have had then, which could have been a life of crime, which could have been, you could have been in jail or shot or, you know what I'm saying? It could have right. been so much worse. So are you not appreciative to what you have now? Oh, Michael B. Jordan killed it in this movie, sir. I'm just going ahead and put it out there for you. Because those, those points that touched on was impactful. So when he went after the fight and he apologized, Turn around, Damon, say it's not on you, bro. Right. It was on. It wasn't on you. He already had two strikes. He already was making bad decisions. This just so happened to be the one that broke the camel back and put him away for a long time. Eighteen years—that's a long time. But the fact that he was holding all that resentment towards him, he had to say, "Yeah, it wasn't on you, bro." And then to turn around and to down and say, "It wasn't on you either. We were kids." Right. I don't know how old y'all are watching this video. Y'all shouldn't be a kid, but I'm going to tell you right now, if you are a kid, God damn it, what you doing? But <laughs> as you get older, you look back on the stuff that you did when you were younger, and you chalk it up to just that. It, man, I was I was young. I was doing, you know, I was out. I know what I was doing. Hey, man, I was I was in some girl's closet when their parents came home, man, you know, because I wasn't supposed to be over at her house. But we was doing some things that I ain't going to tell y'all about. You shouldn't be a kid watching this, but we enjoyed ourselves. And that's what the youth do, you know? Then I'm not making no excuses for nobody. Nobody should be out there toting pistols in a, in a world of, the, you know, peace. But at the same time, they was able to forgive each other. Right. That's what the movie was about. That's why the fight was so impactful because it was, the they showed it. Mm-hmm. They showed it. They, when you looked across that ring, you saw him, but you saw the young him too. When he looked across the ring, he saw him, but he saw the young him too. It was so personal that I got to get this off. This is what, this is the fight. 18 years in the making. Let's go. Cause you left me, dude. And you abandoned me. And it was like, dude, you right but I'm not about to let you get in here and destroy me like that because I deserve to be here. This is my life. And that's what Bianca was telling them. Stop making him feel like you didn't put the work in to get here. You got here on your right. own. It has nothing to do with Damon. So don't let him come and just take that for, Oh my God. And to strip it all away. It's sound audio crowd and just, Two titans I'm, going I'm, at it. And I'm glad, just the last thing, because I don't mean to interrupt you, and I want to make sure that I'm, I put this note on there, because not only did we get everything great, and I don't know how much uh, direction or how much impact Michael B. Jordan had with like the sound design and everything of the movie, but... You didn't hear when that construction paper got torn up? Well, <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that, that got me that was just like so impactful that I don't recall happening in any other movies and definitely not, you know, the Creed movies. I don't know about any other Rocky movies when would set Damien off in his fight with Felix. When Felix got him in that jaw that one good time, he went back to the corner and then went to take his mouthpiece out and his tooth came out with mm. it. And that feedback mm. whine 
because you know like that one when you have that intense pain and that's how it feels in your head and then like they did that and i was in the theater and i felt that it felt like my tooth got knocked out i was like oh shit and it's just yeah the, the top to bottom so i did top to bottom did except like a, a, couple, a couple of things in the middle i would say 95 percent perfect movie damn damn i loved it it was I mean, great. What was the other five percent? Well, I told you about the the stuff with Amara and you know not having that extra note of just being like you know not everything has to be a fight. I think that would have felt that would have made it perfect. I felt like I felt like a lot of this stuff was set up for a spinoff. We 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 see Michael B. Jordan or Adonis Creed or Donnie Creed uh, look in the ring one good last time. Mm-hmm. You think it's over? You think it's over? And the reason that I say this. Because Rocky had retired right. in many movies, and they pulled him right out of retirement to get it on again. So, are we looking at Creed hanging up the bell for the last time? I think Adonis Creed is done. Amara Creed may Hello. not be, because there is there is a whole world of women's boxing. That has not Uh-oh. been put into the spotlight as of yet, as it's far true. as uh, well, I won't say not because you had yeah, million dollar baby and with Clint Eastwood and Hillary Swank and all that other kind of stuff. But there's not been a lot of female boxing movies. So maybe okay. sometime in the future we may have Michael B. Jordan directed. Probably Michael Michael B. Jordan directed still Creed. And, and still Cree, but Adonis is going to take the role of Rocky. He's going to be training his daughter. And then we're going to have the the added challenge of training a deaf boxer. Because we saw like in the house, like when the doorbell was ringing, like all the lights and everything were going off. And it's like, Mm -hmm, you got to have those additional things because they can't hear the bell. They can't hear the and to know that there's ten seconds left, you know, and all this other that, kind of stuff. That is exactly what I was thinking when I was watching this. That I feel like it's a setup for a spinoff, mm-hmm. and that is probably why we didn't get that addressing of the the patients, uh, the fighting versus not fighting, nonviolent conflict resolution, right. I really felt like it was a setup for, and I I went into it knowing that it was a setup for Drago uh, having a spinoff because we talked about it. Yeah. But at the, and I felt like that was set up perfectly because you know they're friends now. He shows straight now. He's 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 been injured. There's a possibility that he wants to fight uh, Damien. There was I just felt like yeah okay I can see I do how feel like that would be that would be a, a especially if, if he finds out that if Drago finds out that the dude that broke his hand was associated with Damien I would imagine that he would want to come after Damien next. Oh yeah, I can't see how he wouldn't, and that, and that's a fight too. That's yeah. a fight. Questionably, who would win that? That one because. Yeah, see what I'm saying? And, and does it fall under the Creed moniker? Does it fall under the Creed name as far as the title? No, I think nope, it falls under Drago. But I do yeah. want to point out that for these trilogies, okay, so Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. I did say when okay. we watched Ant-Man and the Wasp, I said that... This is this is not an Ant-Man and the Wasp video, sir. I understand. But what I'm saying <laughs> is that for all things super, we're in the ATS universe right now. For all yeah, things okay. super, I said that Scott and Jimmy Woo 
They were going to get together. They were going to have dinner. They had a meal. Yeah. They showed an Ant-Man and watched Quantumania. You asked me last week, and you disagreed with me. You said at the fight, Donis versus Damien, who was going to win? I told you Adonis was going to win. I told you at the end of this film, Donnie was going to walk out. He was going to be champion. And you disagree with me. Yeah. So I would like to say yeah. that I call that as well. Yeah, I did that for the audience. Oh, uh, okay. Not for the audience. Okay. It's for well, the audience. No, it's a Creed movie. Come <laughs> on, man. They're not going to turn around and make Creed 4 all about Damien. Come on, man. I knew that. I, did, I will say this, though. I didn't think that he was going to hang it up. I didn't think oh, yeah, he was going to hang I, it up. Yeah, I knew he was going to be done. Because, like I said, because that's what I was saying. He's not going to come out of retirement just to lose. But he was retired. He fought Dame for personal reasons. After that, he got nothing left to prove. Yeah, and they already touched on it now. Uh, what's his name? Lil, Lil, uh, can't remember his name. But he was telling them, you're old. You're old now. In the world of boxing, you're old. You talked about his oh, hand and how it was broken. Oh, yeah, yeah it's talking about all his injuries. He was like, yeah, four his broken metacarpals, three broken yeah. ribs, ruptured kidneys. And like, how show, many concussions have you had? Like, Creed one and two, they're showing him getting laid out a couple of times. So it's like, yeah, in the world of boxing, yeah, you, you kind of press your prime and it start to get really, really, really dangerous. The more one thing I didn't like, they, they said he didn't fight for three years and that made it seem like it was 10. You know, it's like they got boxes that take a couple of years off, but it, not three know, years. Not, if, not, not three. No, not if you, if you have an active career and you're still fighting. No, you don't take that much time off. Oh, they take what? Three months? No, six months? probably like six to eight months between fights. Hmm. So three years is retired, huh? Three okay. years is like, you're done. <laughs> yeah, let me put that on the mental note. Damn. So back to the question that I asked you before and before we wrap things up, training montage, how does Creed three stack, stack up against all the training montages that we've seen just in Creed? Just in Creed. It's not fair, not, it's not no, fair to compare not, it to no, Rocky. No, we're not going to compare it to Rocky. I don't even have no. enough. Uh, I haven't watched Rocky recently enough to be able to compare those montages. But just for Creed, I would say out of the three movies, I would rank them number three, the the worst of the montages. I would say it was Creed Damn. 2. I'm not saying that oh. it's a bad montage. I'm just saying it would be the worst of the montages out of the three of them. At my number three, I would put Creed 2. At number two, I put Creed 3. And then Creed 1, the first Creed. That's probably my favorite one. I think it was great. I think it was great. But like I said, we, you know, we were talking about being able to do stuff original, something different. It wasn't really different, but I felt the emotion. I felt the impact more in... Shit father called me uh i felt the emotion more because we got to wrap up <laughs> no, uh but i felt the emotion more in creed 2 oh no i felt the emotion more in this creed and creed 3 than i did in creed 2 but i felt it a whole lot more in creed 1 just starting out with in creed 1 starting out with like he's in a hospital with rocky it's like hey have you been training he's like nah i've been here in the hospital with you and then he's like all right well get down do some push-ups go run the stairs i'm gonna make sure I fight, you fight, so you still got to get your training up. You can't just sit around and just worry about me the whole time, so you got to put in the work. And so he's getting that. And then running down the streets of Philly, got the dudes on the bikes and all that other kind of stuff. That oh, was yeah, that was his Rocky running up the stairs moment. 
That is the one that will always remain to me. That hood was, didn't come off though. That I, hood had to be pinned down. He had the, he had With the, the wind he had, resistance. Nah, he had the beanie on. The beanie, it was like safety oh, pin. They went to the top of the beanie. So it to. didn't come off. <laughs> but um but no, it was yeah. So that's is for me the epitome of a creed fighting training montage will be Creed One. This one, because they had the his his past kind of interstitched in between i think that kind of like you saw where his mind was and what brought out that emotion like you said talking about the injuries showing you know like every time he got knocked down in the previous movies having it all accompanied with the training part and seeing how battered and how broken he was and how he's not the same person that he was in creed 2 he's not the same fighter he doesn't have that same energy and so Seeing all of that it is and tied into, you know, and then having Drago come in. Then the little uh the pad chick. The chick mm-hmm. with the pads. I watch her mm-hmm. on TikTok. She's fucking amazing. I gotta send you some of her videos, but she's like awesome. Cause like she she does that's like her job in real life. And so she does that. And so nice. being able to watch that is just like absolutely incredible. Um, but no, I would say that this one ranks as number two for me behind Creed One. Mm, okay. I'm gonna rank them. Three, two, one. Thank y'all for tuning in <laughs> for the uh <laughs> show. I hope y'all really, really enjoyed this uh great conversation that we had about Creed 3. If y'all haven't seen it and y'all watched us, watch it. clearly y'all like us. Thank it. you. But I y'all still it, should go out and go see Creed 3. Thank you, Michael. Thursday night opening. Well, you know. It's Michael B. Jordan, so... Well, no, not the Thursday night, the, the Wednesday be. night, the early release. I think it, for that no, Wednesday no, no. night, I think it broke records for that for that early screening. I can't see what else... I can't wait to see what else he directs. I really would like for him to get into some uh, action type of oh, yeah. uh, genre, you know? Hopefully we he, see more. What's the one that he did? Uh, Survivor's Remorse? No, uh, with the one that he did for Without Apple. Remorse. Mm, that was Without Amazon. Remorse. Amazon. That's what I'm sorry. Yeah, Tom Clancy. Amazon. Yeah, I would like to see him do something like that. Gritty, just hard. And, mm-hmm. Or maybe something slick and polished, kind of like a 007 type of situation. Clearly, Michael B. Jordan can do no wrong at this current point in time, which I'm sure he can, but why would he? Uh, I would love to see him develop more stuff and direct more stuff. That's all I'm saying. That's what it is. But let us know what you thought about Creed 3. Let us know what you thought about the video, what your thoughts on about the fights, the dialogue, the acting, the story progression, the people, because I don't know. I just felt like it was an all-around great movie. But let us know in the comments what you thought about it. And remember, if you like this video, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell so you can be notified when we have new episodes that come out. If you want the audio version of the podcast, just search for All Things Super on any of your major podcast streaming platforms. And if you want the... If you want to join in on the conversation, my phone is going crazy because we got another call that we got to jump on. It's distracting me. But if you want to join in on the conversation, just tweet at us at ATSuperPod. And we like to read in the comments. So that's what we're going to do when you leave them. So leave a comment so we can read them. But we are jumping into the spring season. There are going to be some action-packed movies coming out in the next couple months. We got Shazam coming up. We got John Wick coming up. We got Guardians of the Galaxy 3 coming up. All of those within the next few months. So be 
ready stay tuned be prepared remember click on that bell so you can be notified but there's going to be more action-packed all things super episodes coming out so you don't want to miss them but until then thank you for joining us we'll see you in the next episode